Welcome to the very first episode of this podcast. Welcome to the Anahata Singularity. I had an episode all ready to be the first one posted, but the more I went over it, the more it seemed like way too much information, way too fast. So what I'd like to do instead is give everyone a slow roll in over the next couple to few episodes and work our way up to it. So what's in that very first episode, that'll have to wait for now. But don't worry, we'll have plenty to talk about until we get there. Just so you know what you're getting yourself into, in this podcast, we'll be looking at the nature of reality from an esoteric standpoint. So the information and the terminology I'll be dealing with and using are not what the average person is used to. This podcast is intended for those who we like to term the awake, not to be confused with what mainstream media calls woke. This is intended for those who have realized that they have been lied to about absolutely every aspect of reality and are now looking for a solution. And that's what I want to focus on throughout every episode of this podcast, a solution. To be absolutely clear, a solution is my primary goal here. I really don't want to regurgitate what every other truther podcast and channel is focused on Many of them are really full of great and useful information. However, in my opinion, they usually seem to leave the listener wondering exactly what can be done about any of it. Uh, that's why I decided to tackle this from that particular standpoint, to, ex to explain what I believe to be going on and what can be done about it. Um, and all of that, again, from an esoteric perspective. A lot of the subject matter that will be covered in this podcast will seem way out there. Some of, you, some of you will hit the ground running with what I'll be discussing, whereas most of you will be thinking, you know, what the fuck is this guy talking about? Um, I'm going to be making a lot of bold statements going forward, and, and it'll be, they'll be put in a way that you may have never heard before. But I hope to make everything clear enough that it all makes sense to you before I'm finished. Okay. Now that we have all that out of the way, let me start by making my first bold statement. Okay, here it goes. This is not a spiritual war. You are not at war. All right, so I'm sure that shook a few of you up right out of the gate. Um, I know you're probably thinking we most certainly are at war. This is most definitely a spiritual war. and We are clearly under attack, buddy boy. And to that, I, I'd, I'd have to politely disagree. I'd have to say, no, we're not. At least not in the way that you probably think we are. You see, we are all one. We are all parts of the same mind. That's the concept that I'll be driving across in this podcast. The notion that we are not is a part of the great illusion. Look at it from this perspective. Whenever two entities face off, both believe they're the good guy, don't they? 
no one ever really sets out to pour evil out into the world and make the world the shittiest possible place to live for everybody, you know, except in movies. No one really wants that. Only those on the opposing side are the ones who have that perspective, that that's what they think about the other side. Um, so in my mind, there's no such thing as good and evil, just two perspectives. Now, do I use the term good and evil sometimes for one of a better description? Sure. Is there a very real tug of war going on in the world right now? Yeah, I'd say most definitely. So what the fuck am I talking about then? It kind of sounds like I'm contradicting myself. What I'm saying is that all of us, every one of us sharing a space in this place that we call reality are all pieces of the same consciousness. Every single last one of us. Even that evil bitch in the grocery store running everyone's shit about the proper position for a surgical mask on your face. Even her. Do I believe that thing to be entirely human? Well, yes. Well, yes and no. I believe that some people are either missing the spark that makes soulful human beings sentient and capable of independent thought, or maybe they have it, but they haven't plugged into it yet. I, I'm not sure which is the case at this point, but it really doesn't matter in the scheme of things anyway. I believe every last thing in this reality to be part of the same consciousness that goes for animals, plants, and even soil and water, everything. So that mouthy, miserable faced bitch in front of you in line at the supermarket might just be closer in intelligence to a glass of water than you are, only not nearly as refreshing. As far as the opposing side I just mentioned, that's duality. Duality. The us versus them paradigm is exactly what fuels this place, that and the emotion that it invokes. It's what keeps the illusion alive. Only when we can dispel that illusion will the veil be lifted. The veil being the misery that overlays this realm, which would reveal the paradise that we truly live in, um, that's buried in all of that. I am of the mindset that the things we see in others that we dislike are nothing more than projections of our own unresolved bad qualities. And the things that we see in others that we admire are nothing less than our own unfulfilled potential. And the people that we most closely associate with are what we are currently deserving of. They are reflections of who we are as individuals, whether those good or bad qualities are currently being realized within us or not. The same holds true for collectives. Uh, the peoples of the world see government as what? An entity that is supposed to care about us, to look out for us, to have our best interest in mind. And on the other hand, we see it as being crooked to the core, morally bankrupt, untrustworthy, evil. And most of our politicians are seen as spineless and two-faced, right? So I asked you, be honest, is this not a perfect reflection of who we are as a group? I'd say 
we'd like to think we're mostly on the straight and narrow, but are we? Are we really? You know, personally, I see us more or less divided into two groups, one that continuously drags humanity to lower lows and the other that sits quietly by as it all happens. I'm sure there's good people. There definitely is, but those are the two main groups, and that's why everything's so jacked up. The, the first, uh, the one that's constantly dragging down, um, the first gives direct consent to all of the depravity, degeneracy, and general insanity, while the other gives tacit approval. And for, you, for those of you who are unaware of what tacit approval is, it is approval assumed for lack of objection. Take a good hard look at the politicians that make up our governments and ask yourself if they are not absolutely perfect reflections of our society in every way. Absolutely everything that we accuse them of and everything that they do is most certainly represented openly within our society down to the last little detail and in a big way. We call them, and they call themselves, our representatives. And we get all pissy and debate their policies with friends and coworkers and neighbors when we feel that they don't live up to that word, representative. The fact of the matter is, is that they represent us in very much the same way that your reflection in the mirror represents you. It's not a better version of you. It's not going to help you make any life-changing decisions when you look at, you know, look to it for guidance, but it is a representation of you. That's what politicians really are, representations of us and our current state of being, that is. So once you look at reality from this perspective, you'll discover that you're not in a war at all. There is no evil entity such as government. There's no external villain that you have to defeat. I'm saying that they are the way that they are because we are the way that we are. And if we suddenly become better as people, that governing body simply couldn't operate. Not the way it currently does anyway. I'm saying that that governing body is a phantom effigy of us that rules over us in very much the same way that obsessive compulsive disorder rules over the sufferer of such an illness. This concept may be difficult to comprehend, but I assure you it's absolutely true. And you want to know what the secret to curing OCD is? And I'm telling you this from personal experience. The cure to that illness is to diffuse every threat that it presents you with, every worry. Once that's done successfully, the affliction mysteriously disappears. Whatever worry it presents you with, simply say, so what? And the same works for anxiety. By not giving a shit and refusing to play the game, both afflictions are instantly disarmed. The same works for people who like to argue with you. Absolutely refuse to argue back and you'll find that they'll quickly move on and find someone else who will. And if no one will, then they have to go and find something else to do or, or else start being a better person themselves. 
when you try to push back against OCD, it gets worse. When you resist an anxiety attack, it just intensifies. When you attempt to out-debate a person who thrives off of arguing with others, they just get more combative and the effort is fruitless. I hope you're getting the message that I'm trying to convey here. The first step before attempting to rectify what you see is an unfavorable situation is to reject what you've been told your entire life that you're powerless, that one person is ineffectual, that you are small and insignificant in the universe. These are all lies. As the Bible says, ye are as gods. So just to clarify, the solution is disengagement and self-improvement. Well, it's part of the solution anyway. Until we get to the rest in later episodes, let's, let's just start being better as people. We're all fucked up in some way or another. We're all awful in some way or another, but that's okay. Go out and make a difference in spite of that. And I don't mean give all your money to charity or start volunteering full-time to build houses for the poor. It really doesn't take much. Just simple little acts of kindness goes miles and countless miles across the universe. Believe me, it changes the world. The next time you're in a convenience store getting your morning coffee, ask the person behind you if they would mind if you bought their coffee and donut. That's it. No big plan. No big sacrifice. And you will be tried from time to time. Expect that. But, but don't let it take you off track. If the person behind you pours the coffee on the floor after you've paid for it, just smile and walk away. This mysterious place that we live in doesn't come without its tests. There is a part of us in this place that very much likes things the way that they are and will rebel every once in a while. It's okay. Like I said, you're not at war. If you believe that you are and act like you are, you'll achieve nothing. Here's another way to put it. If you vibe with the idea that we're all fractured pieces of the same consciousness, then are we not like one conscious being with multiple personality disorder? And when a psychologist is attempting to cure a person with multiple personality disorder, how exactly do they go about it? Do they tell the patient to wage war on their altars? No, they don't. Do they coerce the patient to out-debate, shout down, or make the altars to feel guilty? Nope. What they do instead is convince the altars to integrate to selflessly shed their individual identities and merge into one. Now, there is a caveat here. Do not get this concept confused with the current merge with the machine transhumanist movement going on right now. That is something altogether different and a mockery of what I'm presenting here. We'll get more into what exactly that is in a later episode. But just for the record, you do not live inside a computer. Though it is true that this is an illusion or a dream, you do not live inside a computer. 
Later, I'll talk about why that concept is being floated. But for now, just know that I'm talking about the unity of soulful human beings and the natural environment that we live in. That's what I'm talking about. Okay, that's it for now. In a nutshell, your mission is to disengage as much as possible from all the bullshit going on around you. And I'm not saying stick your head in the sand. I'm saying to start to disengage from the response that that bullshit normally invokes in you and be just a little better of a person today than you were yesterday. That's it. I know some of you at this point are probably thinking, well, that's fucking weak. It definitely isn't. Just practicing these two things holds incredible power over this place. But I did hold back some because I wanted this first episode to be brief and right to the point and easy for everyone to digest. Uh, but we, we still have a lot of ground to cover. Much more of the reality that we live in to be revealed in, the f- in future episodes and more parts to add to our solution to make it even more powerful. So stay tuned. My hope is that through this podcast, I can gradually convince you of the immense power that you have over this reality and compel you to enforce that authority and power to change the world we live in, to rend the veil and reveal the paradise that's always been there.